Hey, Jason Rice here with Lot Party. Again, to give you a little recap of what Lot Party means, if you've been in a dealership very long, you know what a Lot Party is. You get everybody from the dealership, sales porters, and we start rotating that lot around, spicing things up, try to get some traffic in, try to get sales motivated, maybe put that cold car into a hot spot. And that's what we're bringing here with this show on Lot Party Show is what can we do with our inventory or our, our dealership virtually? What can we do to stir things up, to drive more traffic and drive more sales? This is episode 14. And the last two episodes, the very uh, episode 12, I talked about the basics of building an internet department, just doing a process and trending and tracking that out. Then the second interview, which was an awesome video with uh, Three Birds Marketing, Leighton Judd uh, joined me there. Uh, we went over some, and Jeff Brooks joined me from Three Birds Marketing. We went over to a deeper dive. Now that you got a process, what do you do to drive traffic and expose yourself and, and get a better ROI and maybe follow up with our customers? And that show was like a 40-minute show. And it was, by that time, my, my head was mush. I mean, we, we started digging into stuff that's possible for dealers that you might not even know is available out there with technology today. Um, this show, what I want to do is talk about uh, the front and back end of internet department or internet sales, BDC, whatever you want to call it. Basically, as we're working with un incoming leads, both of our website and any third-party leads, what the front and back end of that is there's, there's totally different processes and two processes that you need to manage with that and i don't think it gets talked about enough and so i want to bring it up here two things that don't get talked about things that i've been tracking 20 years now that i look in the internet departments difference between sold and delivered for an internet department and why that's important and then again what is the front and back end of an internet deal and where can your dealership be suffering and what do you got to do to solve it so that's what we're going to go over in this episode now next week i plan on interviewing used car ricky uh, ricky walters he's actually uh running an internet department now and kind of getting it from the ground up and i want to interview him to see what does it take? You know, if you've got a struggling internet department or you're trying to get it up and running, not, maybe it's already been established. Again, episode 12, what to do to establish a department. But it's up and grinding, but not getting success. What do you got to do to kind of flip the thing around? So next week, I'm looking forward to that. But again, this week, let's talk about uh, two aspects, both why is it important to track the difference between sold and delivered for your internet and marketing campaigns, and then two, what's front and back end of an internet deal? Let's start out at the very beginning of, let's just talk about the difference between sold and delivered. Again, I started my career in the internet back in 97 at a Ford dealership in St. Louis. Back then, um, you know, we would fax invoices to customers. We'd get leads and, you know, we, could, we didn't have scans. We didn't have a way to hyperlink. What we basically did was we'd scan an invoice, circle the invoice amount, put their sale price in, and fax over that information to customers and worked our leads that way. But over the years, I ran internet departments and large dealer groups. And one store in particular that I was at was actually a good subprime department. But back then, again, 97 to about 2005-ish, Back then, in that time window, uh, we would uh, the internet department was kind of the redheaded stepchild. As a matter of fact, you still might have that kind of perception at your store. But back then, dealers were spending a lot of money on radio, TV ads still, and the internet department was an added expense. Well, let's try this out and see how it goes. And so they were harping on us all the time to defend that budget that they're spending there. Hey, you guys get this much money. We're getting this many leads. How come we're not selling anything? And so over those years, I learned to track and manage and monitor uh, so I can you know, combat you know, what we're actually doing in that department. So again, back in about 2002, three area, we're at a dealership that had a, a lot of subprime. Again, this, this 
doesn't matter if you're in subprime or not. This is something you need to track. But we're in a lot of subprime uh, market, and we would get a lot of leads in our department. And at that time, I was uh, internet director, and we had about four guys run, working and gals in that department. And they would call and email the internet leads, actually schedule an appointment, deal with that appointment, demo, write it up, sell it, deliver it, and so forth. And so as I'm watching this whole process and as we're tracking our numbers, you know, a lot of times I either hear about our department or a particular salespeople saying, hey, how come he only sold eight cars this month? Or how come your department only did 35 cars this month? And when I stepped back, I looked at my reports and I realized, you know, we actually sold maybe 50 cars, but we only delivered 35. So the difference between sold and delivered at that store was something we, we tracked because of this. You know, I would dig in and go, man, why, why did he only sell eight cars? And I looked at his numbers. He goes, no, I had 15 deals, but this one backed out because they needed more money down. This one had a 700 or 300 credit score. This one we needed a co-center. So I started looking at him and going, holy cow, we're producing a lot more than our results, more than our CRM is actually showing. And here, hear me out. We're not, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, we're getting paid on sold or, you know, we only get paid on delivering a car. But when we sell a car, that really should be tracked. And here's what I mean. We get a customer in the door. They get excited about the vehicle. We did our job driving them into the dealership. Now we drive them, get them excited about the car. We talk to them about payment. They say, yeah, we love it. We'd like to buy it. We fill out a credit app. They sign the buyer's order. And then that's a sold vehicle. They committed to buy the car. I sold them that vehicle. Now we go and run their credit report. Or, and all of a sudden, you know, they need a cosigner, more money down, or the interest rate went up. And the deal starts falling apart. And maybe we don't deliver it. Now, here's why it's important to track that difference. Again, my internet manager would be very busy and sell a lot of cars. But because of our, our, our market, we were getting a lot of subprime people and we wouldn't deliver very many of them. And um, I can defend that manager now and say, hey, you know what, he, he, sold, he, he sold 15 deals. We couldn't deliver it because of this, this, and this, okay? And so once we started tracking that, not only did that help defend that manager, but it also started helping defending some of these third-party lead providers. I could see, let's say, AutoTrader, Cars.com, AutoBytel, AutoUSA back then, and we would see leads that we would actually sell a lot of them, but deliver very few. Um, there is one in particular, I'm not going to name names on this provider because I don't want to put anything bad on them, but I mean, they're cheap enough that we kept them around. We sold two or three off of them a month, but, I'm sorry, we delivered two or three a month, but we actually would sell eight to ten of them. They just happened to be associated with uh, a, dub, uh, a channel, a w, I think it was WB or something in our market, where there's a lot of late night shows, uh, and, and, and people were watching those shows and seeing those commercials and maybe not working a whole lot and submitting leads, and we'd get leads on those. So here's what we ended up finding out. We had a lead provider. Now that we're tracking sold versus delivered, I could see a lead provider, maybe we sell 10 a month but only do deliver two, and then I dig into those eight deals that we didn't deliver, I could see that there are a lot of, all those customers were credit challenged. So here what was going on. We were, they're submitting a lead on a Yukon or a Tahoe or an Envoy, and we'd get that lead, and guess what? We would call and email and schedule an appointment on that Envoy or Tahoe. We would have it pulled up. We'd have them come in. We'd show them that car, get them excited about it, and they're ready to buy. Easy sale, right? So we sell them the car. Then we pull their credit. Now, here's the tricky part. We would either not be able to get them done, 
or we're able to get them done, but maybe on a Grand Am or something a lot less. So it's very hard, one, if we didn't get them done, we lost the deal, but two, if we did get them done, but on a lesser vehicle, it was very hard to take that customer off a of Yukon and go show them a Grand Am now, and we would lose those deals. So by the time we, we started tracking that, I could see them with this lead provider, we were training our staff to then handle those customers a little bit differently. We knew they were a credit challenge, and what we started doing was bringing up, oh, what are you driving now? Well, what's your current payment? Well, how'd you get it so low? Did you have a lot of money down? Did you happen to have a co-signer at that point in time? Uh, are you looking for a vehicle? Are you, do you need that Yukon, or are you just looking for a vehicle that best fits your family and your needs? And then, hey, you know, what if we can go ahead and get some of this going for you and email you a credit app, and that way when you come in, we can get you approved. I can show you the cars that we can get you approved for. So once we start working these customers a little bit differently and schedule an appointment on what we can get them approved for not the car that they're interested in as far as a, you know a car unrealistic car we're actually able to drive that closing percentage higher because now we get a scheduled appointment hey I got three or four cars I haven't pulled up ready for you that you can actually drive home today I want to know uh, when's a good time you can make it in if they say well what kind of cars I said well my manager's still working on that but they told me that we can go ahead and get you in some cars today I just need to know what's the best time and believe me I'll have those cars pulled up ready to go for you and again Again, it wasn't an easy sale, but it was a lot easier sale than it was getting them excited about a Yukon, agreeing on payments, and then pulling them off that car and showing them a, a lesser car. So we able to start tracking those differences. Okay, and then that happens to lead in. So again, understand sold and delivery. And you can't do this in your CRM. You need an appointment log. I have a copy of an appointment log if you're interested in that. We actually track way deeper stuff than this, but even like time to appointment and time to sold and things like that to make sure we're, we're following up with long-term customers. But worst case scenario, you take a, an appointment log and you have how many appointments, how many show, how many sold, and how many got delivered and you start tracking that out. And then you have a comment space to the right of that um, to be able to fill in comments for if we sold them, why didn't we deliver them? Okay, or maybe why if they showed up, why didn't we sell them? So have your comments there. Customer needed three grand down, customer had a 300 credit score, customer uh, didn't like the vehicle, whatever the reasons of why you either showed and didn't sold or sold and didn't deliver. Now again, my managers didn't get paid on sold units. They got paid on deliveries. We can't pay the bills at the dealership on sold. We can only do it on deliveries. But it's a lot deeper dive into your sales manager or your internet people and how productive those people are, not just looking at what they put on the board. And it's also a deeper dive in some lead providers. Again, that lead provider, I could have easily canceled because we do two or three deals on them. But I actually sold 10. They gave me good, so here's the point. If my manager, internet person, or the lead provider gives me a lead that I can call, email, schedule an appointment, get them, on the door, get them in the door, get them written commitment from them on the contract and get a credit app going, I feel like my internet manager did their job and that lead provider did their job. And so that's the sold and that's really important to track. I did not cancel that lead provider, I just learned how to handle them differently to get my ROI up. Now. The deliveries is the other aspect. Again, some of that's our fault. Some of the, the reason why we get them in the door and they show up and we don't sell them or don't deliver them is weaknesses on our end, and that's where I'm going to dig into the front and back of the Internet deal. I'm going to give you an example. just happened lately. My son turned 18. He wanted to trade in his Accurate and get a Wrangler. And so I did some research, and as a matter of fact, I found one that was at a local dealership that I liked. 
and they seemed like they had their stuff on, uh, there on top of their things. Pricing was good, photos were good, internet BDC followed up by Smitterly. Just I didn't need the Smitterly, I was going to a dealership anyways, but I wanted to see how they handled it. And over a two or three day period, they followed up with me. And I even told them I was gonna be in on a certain day. Hey, I'll be in Friday, probably between you know four and six. I don't know exactly what time, but between those hours. And it was two times I confirmed that with them. Okay, when I first did it, and then as I confirmed it with them. Now here's the aggravating part. I get to the dealership because that was a BDC. It was a female BDC manager. I think she told me to ask for this manager. When I got there, I asked for that manager. And that manager seemed like he was uh, surprised to see me. Um, who are, you know, oh, I'm Jason. Okay, well, I schedule an appointment with your BDC. Okay, well, uh, what vehicle are you here for? I said, well, I'm here for that Jeep Wrangler. Matter of fact, when we pulled in, I seen the Jeep Wrangler still out on the front lawn. And I'm like, okay, well, all right, let me get somebody for you. They pull a salesman, introduce it. That guy got a key and went and got the car and pulled it up. Now, that's a big disconnect, big disconnect. If that BDC or that internet manager is not handling that customer and telling me to ask for somebody else, they need to communicate. Again, they had great dealer rater reviews and all these other things, but yet the back end of the internet fell apart. So let me talk to you again about front and back end of the internet. Front end is our calls and our emails and what we do to work that lead, to get them into, to schedule that appointment really. The second and the back end of the internet is what happens when they show up. And again, I ran into this problem a lot back in the days, back when we was running this internet department, where we would get a customer in and we wouldn't sell it. And here was some of the issues. If we're not pulling the car up, getting it ready, make sure it's clean for the customer before they show up, the customer has an appointment and we're not prepared, it's easily frustrated. I ran into that recently at this dealership. Two, if there's any issues with the car, I can catch it before they come in because if I just pull it up and there's an issue and I'm scrambling and they see that, I can lose a deal for that. But the other thing we were going on back then, of course, we had to defend our internet department. They figured we gave away all of our cars, which we didn't. I have proof that our gross was the same or more. But the, um, the sales team or the sales management there felt like, you know, internet deals are, we're already giving the car away and they try to steal our trades. So as I track the front end appointments and show, I need to track the back end of sold and delivered. Now, I get these people in the door. We're scheduling an appointment, getting them in the door, and we don't have the car ready. The car's dirty, car's running rough, or we're working a deal, and they're trying to steal my trade because they think, well, we're already giving away the car, so let's try to steal the trade, and they fall apart. And, or, again, the back end being our F&I department. We had a list of deals that we couldn't get done, either due to credit money down, and to me, that, that, that was a miss, a big miss. So... We have a subprime department now, okay? And some of those lead providers went to our subprime department now. Or now we have the ability to take these half these rough deals and actually get them done through a subprime department because, again, I've been able to justify and track. I'm selling these people, can't get them delivered. What's going on in my F&I department? So we could do everything great on the front end. I can have a great internet process, internet manager, BDC people calling an email, getting people in the door, and we're still not selling anything. It's probably what's happening on the back end. And again, that's the difference between show, sold, and delivered and what's happening here. So if I'm tracking you know, a 50% leads to appointment ratio and 70% of my appointments are showing up, but then I'm only selling 50% of them and only delivering 25% of them, I've got a problem going on here. We've got a 
you know, a high percentage of leads to appointment, high percentage of showed. So my internet, if, I've, if I'm struggling in an apartment, it's not our calls and our emails, it's what's happening when they get in the door. But most stores, all they do is say, okay, I got 100 leads, I sold five cars, what are we doing wrong, and don't know where to attack it. Again, our process on the front end could be great, falling apart on the back end, or vice versa. Maybe I've only got 30% leads to appointment and only 50% of those are showing up. But of those 50% showing up, I'm selling 80% of those and of those 80%, I'm delivering 75 of them. I've got a great back end. I've got a great process on the floor. And people expect at mirroring. If I'm doing a great job here, it needs to be, don't fall apart here. So now I know if we get them in the door, we're closing the deals and we're having good success here. My problem now is a 30% leads to appointment ratio. Okay, now I got to focus on phone calls, word tracks, emails. Why aren't we turning these leads into appointments? And is it my process or is it the lead providers? So again, back into these, the episode 12 and even 13 is I got to track these lead providers in over a three-month period, if I'm tracking this data, appointments to show, to sold, and deliver, I'll be able to tell which internet manager, strong on the front and back end, both are, are one or the other. I can see what lead providers are strong of getting me people in the door, but I, they're falling apart once they get in. So tracking both sold and delivered huge into your success on how productive is an internet department or internet manager? How productive is a lead provider? Don't cancel lead provider till you track it for 90 days and can validate the leads to sold to delivered. And then how many appointments and show. Also, look at your front and back end of your internet department. Again, you can have a strong BDC or internet department that calls and emails, but then when they show up, they're falling apart and your, your CRM can't really track this, and this is where maybe this, some of them can, so don't get me wrong there. If there's a CRM company out there watching this video, you know, again, defend your products, but most of the time when you, you can only mark a, a, a lead in there as sold or lost or pending or what have you, so track on a separate sheet how many appointments showed, sold, and delivered. Then you, that allows you to track both your front and back end and it helps you determine between sold and delivered some managers that might have some strengths or weaknesses or some lead providers that have some strengths and weaknesses. If you have any questions or concerns or would like a copy of an appointment log that will help you track this with your department, give me a call, 844-LOTPOP4 um, or jrice at lotpop.com. Episode 12, I talked about how I can share my processes and email templates with you if you do want uh, some added help there. Um, I do happen to own a company called LotPop that helps dealerships track and monitor all this form because they don't have the time typically to do this. Maybe an internet director does. Uh, but we find that we can help a dealer or an internet director out because we can lighten that load behind sitting behind a computer doing all this reporting. Their time's better spent you know, updating the website, working with their sales team, working with the internet department, working for phone ups, working on appointments showing, then sent behind a computer. So we do a lot of that work for you. So I'm here to help. And again, I hope you found this episode helpful. We're going to have, again, use Car Ricky. We're going to, next week, we're going to decipher down what it takes to turn a department around. We're heading to NADA. I plan on scheduling some great interviews going into the next few months. I hope you enjoyed this lot party show and see you every Monday, new episodes. Thanks for your time.